Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor of Computer World. I'm here with Windows, the Wizard of Windows, yes. Preston Growl, again today to talk about Windows. We're going to answer some of your questions. A quick reminder, if you're watching us, we're streaming live on YouTube and on the Computer World LinkedIn page. So if you want to either subscribe to the YouTube channel or follow the LinkedIn page, you can keep track of what we're up to. Uh, today, a big day, yeah. uh, September, four, uh, September 14th, uh, January 14th, 2020, the end of support for Windows 7. Yes, the, yes. The aging OS is finally running out of support. Yeah, the day that people probably thought would never come has finally come. So what does that mean? So what if I'm running Windows 7 now, what do I what do I need to know? You need to know get off Windows 7 and get onto Windows 10. Okay. Um, the reason it's important is it means there's no more security patches for Windows 7. There's also no more Microsoft support, but whoever gets Microsoft support, but I mean that's not true. Enterprises do, but if right. you're an enterprise, you're in trouble. But no. the bigger deal really is the security. And it's a bigger deal for a couple of reasons. Number one is in general, you should not be computing these days where malware and hackers are everywhere without the latest security patches. But it's especially important when you run out of service and support because hackers are pretty smart people. They go where the money is. They know Windows 7 is going to get no more security patches. Yep. So now they're going to target Windows 7. That's going 7. to be number one target yeah. on their list. Remember XP? It seems like all the time there were exploits in XP because it ran out of patches. There were no more security patches. So if you got Windows 7, you got to get onto Windows 10 because oh. you're, you're going to get targeted. Okay. Along those lines, any, any uh, you know, one, two, three, that if someone wants to upgrade now and they haven't gotten around to it and they finally realize, okay, today's the deadline, uh, any steps they should be taking immediately to start moving? Yeah. First thing you need to do is can your hardware run Windows 10. And there's just do a, a search for um, Windows 10 compatibility checker Microsoft You'll okay. do that, and that'll do it. And then you, then what you need to do is you need to upgrade. You need to pay for it. Now, what's interesting is there have been stories for quite a long time now that Window, uh, Microsoft for a while used to run these specials where you could upgrade from 7 to 10 for free. Right. Those ran out. But a lot of people are reporting they haven't really ran, run out, but Microsoft has just stopped. Publicizing them. Right. So if you go, we're going we're gonna to post a URL that you can go to. This is the URL you can go to if you want to upgrade from Windows 7 to Windows 10. What you'll do is you'll download a piece of software that will let you create from media. From Microsoft? From Microsoft. Okay. That will let you create media to uh, upgrade using your DVD, thumb drive, whatever. Um, a lot of people have been reporting if you download and create that tool and then upgrade, as long as you have an existing Windows 7 that actually has a valid key, Correct. that you will be able to get Windows 10 for free. Now, I can't vouch for it because I haven't tried it, mm -hmm. but a lot of people have been reporting it. So it might happen. It, you know, it might be free. It might not. But the longer time goes on, the less chances are it will be free. So I, I'd suggest people sort of get on the stick now. Okay, it's also interesting this being Patch Tuesday. There's a lot of stories, a lot of stories out there right now that uh, this particular Patch Tuesday may be interesting because of some um, some vulnerabilities that were found that Microsoft has been working with like government agencies and giving them an uh, early bird look at whatever the patch is. Uh, really? So we'll have to find out. That may be uh, yeah, fodder for uh, our next conversation yeah, about uh, about Windows out. 10. Okay, well, out with the old Windows 7 and in with the new, which is the uh, expected release tomorrow of the new Edge. Chromium-based yes. Edge browser. Right. And this is a really big deal. It might okay. not seem it to people, but I mean, 
Microsoft has only had really, this is really, it's only a third browser in its history. And for a tech company, it has a long history. Counting IE. That's right. That's IE first. was first. And what's interesting about IE is that um, Microsoft didn't develop that itself. It bought um, a browser from a company called Spyglass. Mm -hmm. And then it tweaked it and all that stuff and posted. And by 1995, Microsoft with IE, Internet Explorer, owned 95% of the browser market. Now, there was a little bit of cheating in that because Microsoft made it really hard, if not impossible, for people to use a different browser. That's one Windows. way to get your people on the platform, yeah, right? Know, right. And so, I mean, Microsoft kind of got caught, though, because the feds came after him, filed an antitrust suit. It required Microsoft to allow other browsers to be put on Windows and to make it easy for other people to choose other browsers. Then Microsoft let IE get really, 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 really bad. Okay. It was slow, it was buggy, it was insecure, and Microsoft basically ignored it. Over time, browsers like Firefox and Chrome became more popular. Mm -hmm. So then in Windows 10, Microsoft decided, well, maybe we should do something about IE, and they came up with Edge. Maybe not a worse browser than IE, but pretty close. Okay. I mean, a really That's kind of hard to do if you've yeah. already screwed it up. Yeah, you want to make know, it just I as mean, bad. For its time, it was really bad. It was slow. It was kludgy. They gave all kinds of features like um, you can mark up a web page and then share it with others. What? Why would you Who, want to do why that? Why would you want to do that? Yeah. You could buy ebooks and read them in your browser. Well, Again, remember, why? there's something called Kindle. Which yeah, people can yeah. do that too. I mean, I'm not. So anyway, it was really a terrible browser, and um, Satya Nadella, the current CEO, took over, and uh, he is doing a lot of many unorthodox things. And he saw that right now, for example, Chrome market share of desktop and laptops is seventy percent, and Edge is five percent. Okay. So he took something must be done. Something must be done. Very unorthodox for Microsoft use open source software as the rendering engine, mm -hmm. Chromium. Mm -hmm. If that's not bad enough for Microsoft, use open source that was developed by your primary competitor, Google. Right. They're already using it for their browser. I mean, it's like everything you could think of about Microsoft would say they'll never do it. They did it. They did it. And um, I will have the full review. In I was Computer just going to say, just a, you know, a little pitch here. Preston <laughs> yeah. has a review of the new Chromium-based Edge. It'll yeah. be posted on Computer World on uh, Wednesday the 15th. So right. you definitely want to take a look at that for more right. details. Right. But just the high level is it's a great browser. Extensions uh, in Edge, you couldn't – extensions, there were none of them. There were like 70, 80, 100, 200, whereas thousands for Chrome. The Chrome extensions work in Edge now. Okay. It's fast, see how that would it's be a clean, big deal. Yeah. and uh, it's a really good browser. Like I said, a lot of details in the full review, but this, it's a really good browser. Will it get Microsoft back to be the top browser? Who knows? But it's good enough that it could be a top browser. The question is whether they get there. But it's a really good browser, and it's good even not just for Microsoft, but for us, because competition is good, and yeah. it's good to see people pushing each other with good browsers. Okay, so two tips right right away. Upgrade from 7 to 10, and, and check out uh, the Chromium-based Edge browser uh, once it's out. Just a quick reminder, I'm talking with Preston Growl about uh, Windows. We're answering your Windows questions. And so we do have a question here. Uh, let's see. Oh, in fact, somebody asks, Microsoft may be releasing a new Edge. Okay, well, you've already answered that. Do we think it'll be good? You said yes. <laughs> it will be. All right, next question. Sometimes Windows 10 doesn't respond properly. How can I troubleshoot this and fix the problem? Note for this question, okay, we're going to have a URL for you that's coming up. Yeah, check out that URL and... Um, um it's a tough one to really troubleshoot such a vague question, you know what I mean? There could be a million different reasons for it. Um, 
Uh, one thing that I always suggest is that everybody check what software is running on startup. Mm -hmm. That really slows things down. It makes things sluggish. There's all kinds of, um, you know, when you buy a new computer, there's all kinds of stuff loaded on there. Hardware, that you don't, crapware. You, you, yeah. yeah, crapware, all that kind of stuff. As time goes on, you download software. You forgot you downloaded it. Now it's running also. There's, um, there's pop-ups. There's all kinds of stuff like that. So kill all that stuff and um, look for the article I've written about how to speed up, uh, like 12, 13, 14 ways to speed up Windows 10. And okay. that'll do it. Yeah, it is kind of tough when you've got a vague question like that to sort of nail it down. Um, next question from Rajat, I think is the name. Has Microsoft ever thought about providing Windows as open source for students? Never. Okay. Never. Too big a market, really big market. There's a lot of money to be made. You know, they do have, um, you know, it's cheaper for students. If a student buys it individually, certainly when Microsoft sells to schools and educational institutions, it's less expensive. Well, but there's too much money to be made there. I can't imagine Microsoft ever releasing Windows so as open source happen. for students. Just don't, you know, if you want open source, you know, there's Linux and things like that, but it's never going to happen. I mean, never. It's unlikely to ever happen in Windows. Right. Got it. Okay. Should take a pause and see if we've got any questions or comments from people who may be watching us live. Yeah, we've got a couple of questions here. Um, one is, will we have magic lamp minimization, wobbly windows feature in the next release? I don't know if those are real words or if they uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard of that. Um, I haven't either. I haven't heard of it. So whoever has a question, I'm sorry, but um, I'll keep an eye out for it. Okay. Yeah. And then another person is asking about, um, looks like some wireless or Wi-Fi network problems. Um, 5G, but we don't have 5G yet. Not in the U.S. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. 5G is certainly coming. And um, it's, uh, you know, at first it's a little unclear how much you're really going to be able to use it, the benefits you're really going to be able to get from it. Uh, it also, it's not really... I mean, 5G isn't Wi-Fi, it's really cellular, so if you want to take advantage of it with your Windows computer, you're going to have to have a different means of accessing uh, 5G than Wi-Fi. But uh, certainly when 5G comes along, at the point you can use it with your phone and computers, supposedly it's going to be spectacular. Now... I've heard seen, that before. Yeah, I've heard that before. So, but I mean, it probably will be. The truth is, it's easy to become spoiled when it comes to internet access and speeds because things are so much faster than ever before, and yet we're still complaining. The reason we're still complaining is whenever speed gets faster, we now develop things to take advantage of It's like when you expand the highway. The right. more you expand it, the more cars you get. That's right. a, exactly it. So for now, uh, 5G and Windows is really not much to be done at this point, but uh, let's hope at some, to at some point there will be. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds okay. like this person's not in the United States and oh. it might be using it and they're yeah. having problems. So. Oh, the well, I'm not surprised yeah. whoever asked that question you're having problems because it's new enough that it's going to be flaky for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, going to go look to see if there's more questions, if okay. you all have some more to talk about. Anything else we should be thinking about today as we you know, move into like the post-Windows 7 era? No, I mean, you know, the big thing always, of course, is what's going to be happening with Windows in the future, the next version of it. I have not seen so far in any of the uh, releases for the next version of Windows anything really big or outstanding. Um, and I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be quite a while. I, I think it's going to be kind of a quiet time for a while for new Windows features mm -hmm. just because I think Microsoft is kind of reaching the limit of what they can do with it. And I think that they found also that whenever they try to do something big and new, one of two things happen. One – 
they have a real problem with it. Mm -hmm. And it gets really problematic. And two, people tend to yawn at it. Um, It does feel like, and we've talked about this in the past, that the era of innovation has become so incremental now, especially when it comes to something like a desktop operating system. I mean, we certainly see this on the same side with Apple. I mean, there's only so much you can sort of evolve things. Things happen slowly. And, you know, I do wonder, you know, one of the questions that came up last year with the releases of Windows 10, uh, you know, was the whole idea of like a major minor, you know, upgrade, like the spring would be right. the feature upgrades where there'd be right. new features. And then the fall would be the the one where they come back in and basically clean things up sort of as they did last year with 1903 and 1909. Right. Do we have any sense yet whether that is the pattern that Microsoft is going to adopt? I mean, that's, that's the assumption, but right. we don't really know. And Microsoft isn't saying, and Microsoft might not know it itself. But I think based just on the fact that there are so few big new features that why try to do it big ones twice a year when you don't have anything big to do? Right. You know, so I would expect that, um, that it will be that way. We don't really know. I would think that. And what I'm really waiting for with Windows, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, is new ways of interacting with your computer. Voice. With voice. Um, I mean, even your eyes. You know, you could, you could certainly recognize your eyes and the cameras on your computers. So even sort of doing. So maybe navigation. if you're working on a document and you start to doze, it'll wake you up. <laughs> yeah. I like that sort of. Yeah, like the way cars now have when you well, start. Well, I would to hope you wouldn't be dozing while you're driving. But <laughs> well, <yeah>. but did, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened. So yeah, I like that waking you up. But but I mean that's what I'm. I think that's really the next big thing, not just in phones, which it's increasingly happening with, but I think that's the next big thing in desktop operating systems. There has to be new ways of interacting with it, especially as, you know, Internet of Things sensors and devices get cheaper and more sophisticated. And more connected with 5G. More connected. Also, as you have machine learning and artificial intelligence, making it easier to program them to do things that sound like that they're difficult to do, but these new techniques can allow it. I, I think the future eventually is going to be in new ways of interacting with even desktop computers, but it's just not here yet. I want it to happen, but it's not here yet. As, as with all technology. Yeah. Okay, before I let you go, I should just check and see if we've got uh, any yes, more Yes, uh, the person with the what I thought was a 5G question clarified. Oh, I was okay. mistaken. Good, good. Uh, so the question was about Windows having a problem with 5 gigahertz band Wi-Fi. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's interesting. Have, have, I have you, not heard of that either. I haven't. Yeah. No, I didn't. We can we can look into that though and yeah. research it and see if we can figure out yeah. what, okay. what the issue might be, especially if it's not in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It may be an issue somewhere else that's mm-hmm. not here. Okay. Yeah, that, that's good to know. I, I will check that out. Perfect. Right. Okay. Good. That's uh, all one we can more ask. question, yeah. and they're always curious about what's next. So, what's next after Windows 10? Yeah, like uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> there is no nothing. At, there is nothing uh, yeah. after Windows 10, yeah, isn't know, it? Windows 10 in perpetuity. Yeah, I mean that's the way it basically is now. It's Windows as a service. It's Windows 10, and it's upgraded automatically on the device itself. Um, so I, you know, they could call it something different. At some I point, would be willing to bet that at some point in the not too distant future, it may still be under the hood Windows 10. But I would think they would want to just to differentiate it. I mean, do we really want to be sitting here in 2048 right. talking about Windows 10? Yeah, Microsoft doesn't like that either because right. it sounds old and in the way, and right. who cares? I know all about it. So I would expect there to, and at the point they do that, they're going to have to offer something. They can't just call it something and not. Even if it's a pretend something big right. that nobody cares about, they have to at least do some big bang kind of thing. Something you know like I mean? Windows Vista or maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe not. Okay. So basically what's coming after Windows 10 is more Windows 10 for the foreseeable future. Right. But, you know, at some point it may be renamed and there may be some new features yeah. down the road. Right. Any other questions or comments, Michelle? Um, 
Oh, if Windows 10 is good, why do people still go for Linux? Oh, I think you've got well, you've got a committed group of people that really stick with Linux. Linux is really um, there; it's true believers, and I can understand why. I it's mean, a very solid know, operating it's system. It's a solid operating system, um, and uh, it's sort of uh, you can't argue religion. I mean, it's really what it comes. And down it's also, to. isn't it also? I, I my my gut tells me that you know, if you really want to get into the nuts and bolts of how your operating system runs and tweak it in certain ways, you know, it's you can do that more with Win, with, with Linux yeah. than you can with Windows yeah. or even you know. Apple's operating system, right. too. It's better for developers, certainly. Linux developers love Linux rather than Windows. I know developers who... Um you know, have either multiple machines or dual boots or actually, you know, some w weird Linux thing running uh, inside Windows or those mm -hmm. kinds of things. In fact, it, what Microsoft has increasingly been doing is incorporating Linux subsystems into win into Windows itself so that if you were a developer, you could be running Windows, then drop into this Linux subsystem and do all the programming development kind of stuff that is better in Linux than in Windows. Okay. Um, you know, but for most of the world, Linux takes work. Yeah. It takes work. It doesn't work with most of the software out there. It's its own little universe. It doesn't work with all the hardware that there is. And, um, you know, so for a mass market, it's just not ready yet for a mass market. I don't believe it will ever be ready for a mass market. I think you have Windows, you have Mac OS X, and for desktop computing, I think that's going to be the vast majority of users into the future. Um, like I said, Linux is great. I've, I haven't used it in recent years. I used to use it a fair amount, but um, especially for developers and for people who really, like you said, want to get inside their systems and really... You want to get under the hood. That's right. Get under the hood. It's great for that. Good. Got it. A couple more questions and then we can uh, sure. move yeah. ahead. Um, this one might be specific to the person, but they're having a problem with auto-updates. It's not working properly in Windows 10. Is that... A Specific oh, to them, or uh, yeah, I haven't heard widespread issues, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head what you can, what you can do about it without knowing a little more about the problem itself. Um, uh, the main thing I can think of is in newer versions of Windows now, um, you're going to be notified with a link that'll tell you when there is a new update that's available. So the only thing I can think of off the top of my head out there is to look for that link. And if it's there, upgrade right away because maybe it'll get you away from whatever problem you're having. And somebody is asking about Windows on ARM. Do you have an update on that? You know, I don't know what new is happening with that. I get, I've sort of lost track of what they're doing with all the ARM devices. There's so many specialized versions of Windows. They're even going to start or have already started doing it for even some IoT devices that I'm not sure if there's anything really been new on, on Windows Forum. That I'm not sure about. I would argue that if there were something new, we'd know about it. But we can yeah. take a look and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, and we'll see check that out, too. Has, has we'll, happened yeah, look into that and get, get back next time. Okay. Cool. Very Great. good. Thank you. Good. All right. Well, Preston, listen, thanks for being here again thanks on this special uh, Death of Windows 7 day. <laughs> I appreciate that as yeah. our first Windows uh, discussion for 2020. Uh, obviously, we'll have you back in the future. Yep. Uh, just a quick reminder, we'll be doing another show next week on Wednesday, I believe, with Sirdar. Isn't that right? From InfoWorld, AIM out. Michelle? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was that's okay. No, no, I was just trying to, I wanted to give them a heads up for what's coming next week. I was week. reading a comment. Isn't it Sirdar on Wednesday with AIML? Yes, I he believe is. so. Yeah, yes. that was a hot discussion earlier yes. in the year, and uh, we want to have him back. So he's going to be here. Uh, again, just a quick reminder, you know, we've been streaming live on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel if you like what you see. We've also been streaming on the Computer World LinkedIn page, so follow that page if you want to keep track of what we're up to. Uh, again, Preston, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching.